back to the incredible stylings of Fossil in the Spawn. <laughs> what the fuck was that? I'm not going to use that. You can. I mean, that's our way. It just caught me off guard, to be honest. That was me overcompensating for the bad mood that you just said I was in. Yeah, guys, before we hit record, mom has been in such a fart-assy mood today. <laughs> no, you've been intolerable. Oh, I've been intolerable. <laughs> Allow me to say, Miss I'm in finals week. <laughs> no, I'm done, baby. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, you're done. And you know what? All that residue and tar of me tiptoeing it around on eggshells all week is now just going, it's coming out. I literally walked down the stairs and mom, I don't know, what do I call you? Fossil? Was (laughs) mom fossil? What do you normally call me? I do not call you. You mumble it. But um, I walked down the stairs. I saw that mom was... Uh, emptying boxes she was doing her thing where she was doing it really loudly trying to signal that she was in a horrible mood and And i said i'm a noisemaker and i said what can i do to help you and you literally went (laughs) and then stormed downstairs and then you're mad and then you called me lazy you said i was lazy you didn't even let me help you no you made a comment about me calling you fat, which I never, never would and never have. When did I say that? You said that right before, and in retaliation for the ridiculousness of the comment, I said I didn't even bother to call you fat. I called you lazy. That's... <laughs> no, I'm fat and lazy. Basically, <laughs> after saying nothing at all. Ugh. Okay, so what we're gathering today is that Fossil is in a big, huge, poopy mood. You're the one that's really funny when you get mad. You want to talk about if Lewis Black and Bobcat Goldthwait, if anybody knows who they are, those comedians, had a baby, that would be Emily when she gets mad. You, you can make fun of me all you want, but honestly, you're freaking hilarious. See, you say that, but they've never gotten to see that side of me because we've never recorded when I was, like, really upset. Oh, for the love of all that is holy (laughs) and Ganesh, I hope it happens. We have to get you on record, on microphone, pulling one of your famous rants. Should we just... We should only record when I'm, like, pissed. Kinda. That would probably be a good show. But also, I find it funny that you said that I'm literally two old white men. Like, thanks for that. I am the baby of two old, decrepit, First of all, angry hold up, hold white up. men. Hold up. They're not decrepit. They are perfectly valid comedians. Mm. Their feelings are valid, but not real. <laughs> <laughs> nice circle. Thank you. <laughs> Love it. Episode one shout out. <laughs> Episode one shout out. But when you think about things that really piss you off and you can laugh about it, that's the best. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, you want therapy? Boom, there's your three free therapy session for the week. Find something funny in it. Somebody out there said that. I remember the truth is, if you can find the funny in any situation, you've got it. That's basically life in the nutshell. There's lots of things that we find funny now that were not funny when they happened. Yeah, I guess when I get mad, I think that everyone needs to listen to me, so I really channel that inner straight white man. <laughs> I just make everyone everyone listen to all of my problems, because my problems are everyone else's now. They're the only ones that matter, and they're, and they're urgent. And they will be heard. Yeah. I think we need to talk about what happened last week, where I was peacefully sleeping. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, you remember this story? 
This wasn't funny when it happened. Well, it was funny about four hours after the fact. But I was sleeping, and this was one of the days where I went to bed really, really late the night before. I was finally getting a little bit of sleep, feeling good. Mom is making a freaking ruckus. A ruckus. Mm -hmm. Shall we also add, (laughs) the prior day, had I not only spent... Eight hours just doing laundry and bed sheets and washing and making sure everything was clean, right? Blanket sheets, everything got washed. Took me all day to do the beds. Right, right. right. Mom had cleaned the day before Mm -hmm. because she's an angel. (laughs) And um, I was sleeping. I get woken up from loud yelling. And I look over and it's like 7 a.m. And all of a sudden in the distance, I hear mom going, no, 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 no. Screaming, and I'm like, "What's wrong?" I literally just like in my groggy state of mind, just go, "What's wrong, mom? Like, what's going on?" And she goes, <laughs> and you go, "She got shit in her ass." All right, no, all right. She's. Uh, it is seven a.m. and I am being screamed at that the dog has shit. In her ass. It wasn't just in her ass. It was hanging out of it. Like, in it, she had eaten something with a hair in it. Oh, it was yeah. dangling there. What is she eating? getting ready to... My hair. Your hair. Your hair. That 12-inch long thing. Whatever. It doesn't not matter. Ooh, I'm 12 inches. I'm practicing. <laughs> Damn. Whatever it was, she was getting ready to jump up on that bed on my clean sheets with that dingle-dangle like there is cans hanging off of a wedding car. Okay, I let her off the line. She tore up the steps to the bedroom <laughs> like a car with cans on a wedding day. Yeah. There was no way she was getting up on that bed. No. I would have had to burn the house. <laughs> she was so close. <laughs> there was no way to sterilize it after that. You just have to throw everything away. But yeah, we're, we're at the point where every couple of days, I'll just randomly, it will be dead silent. And I'll just look to mom and go, she's got shit in her ass. Yeah, wasn't so funny when it happened, though, was it? No, you were upset. Yeah. Yeah, well, I guess you and I both tend to make each other, we we end up laughing at each other's anger. That's true. Yeah, you've made me really, really mad in the past and laughed in my face. Well, mom has a thing where... (laughs) It's it's pick on mom day. It's, you know, fossil is just go away day. Fossil does this thing where whenever she's mad, she just struggles. I stutter. I sputter. Uh, Yeah, you just struggle to say what you're actually thinking, kind of, I guess. No, I can't get it out fast enough. Fast enough, enough. yeah. I think that's more. And then it comes out completely wrong. I think one of our most infamous fights, we really don't fight that often. I should should say that first. Like, we really do not fight, but when we do, it gets. Ugly, but also so freaking funny, like, looking back on it. Um, I forget what we were fighting about this day. I don't even remember. I don't even remember either, but you were so upset with me. This is one of the moments where you were... You you nicked at something inside of me, obviously, mm-hmm. that I went straight to my lowest, I am nothing, you think I'm nothing, whatever that was, yeah. whatever that was. You you. It wasn't your fault I went to that place. Whatever I said triggered something. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> two fights I'll always remember... When I was five years old and you took my birthday party away. Oh, and that was warranted. <laughs> that was, no, it was warranted. And this fight, um, even though I don't remember the context of it, 
we were fighting, screaming, whatever, and then mom just looks at me and she goes, <laughs> <laughs> "I couldn't get it out. I didn't know what to say, and no, I knew I just needed to say something." She was bright red. I, I was. She looked like she was pressure. about to pop. Yeah. She was so angry. Yeah. And she just points her pointer finger at me, gets all up in my face. <laughs> she looks at me and she goes, "Fuck your ass." <laughs> Like, Fuck your ass! <laughs> there was that one second of dead silence, and then she started laughing, and then I realized how ridiculous of a response it was, <laughs> and we both ended up laughing. <laughs> oh, Fuck God. your ass! That's that was that was all I could think of. That's all at that, that point. Would come I'm out. sorry, but you lost the fight. I did. Like. I lost it. <laughs> That was done. That that was sh- that shut moment, down. Anything else you could have said was just it, it, no. You could not recover right. from that. You absolutely won that one for sure, indeed. And then there's always the infamous Mikey getting mad story. So he gets it honestly. Michael. Okay, so my brother Michael is special needs. He has Down syndrome. Um, I'm not sure if we've said that before on this podcast. But he is a character. This man brings this flavor to this family that I think without him... He's a rock star. He's a rock star. He's a Gemini. (laughs) And I have to say, he is that person that makes you so angry, but so just like... He has this like joy about him. He does. True joy. funny, just pure nature about him. He's so smart, but But so... But he's also stubborn. He's sneaky as hell. He is the sneakiest motherfucker. He is mischievous. Like, this man, I'm pretty sure, could steal jewels from museums. He's smart. I mean, yeah. he, he hides behind those eyes. He thinks that you don't get it, and he plays that you won't he, he relies on it. I guarantee we'll do a whole episode yeah. about all of Michael's Mikey. funniest He's... moments, because there are so many. But us... this one, this one is, this really takes the cake for me. I still say this. To the like this catchphrase to this day. Um, so there was one day, Michael is a hoarder. I think he has to have something like OCD or something. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Right? Mm-hmm. It runs in our family. This man has a thing where he has to hoard something. So a lot of the times it's food or it'll be like pens. video games, pens, pencils, <laughs> paper, products. anything this man can get his hands on, he's hoarding. And so we got got to a point where he was hoarding all of our cups and all of our mugs. And for a while, we kind of just let it go just because it, it's really hard to sit down and explain to him a lot of the times and really um, make him understand why it's annoying. Now, see, I disagree. Okay. It's not because I don't think he'd understand. It's because it tends to worsen the problem mm, because now you're saying, everything starts with the Mike you can't have that and as mm-hmm. soon as you say you can't have that well then he's like the hell I won't yeah <laughs> yeah he definitely thinks we're restricting him yeah. when we're just and saying he, please don't take all of them and he will go out of his way to take all of them <laughs> yeah like he he does it with everything mm-hmm. where if you're like please don't we got one pizza please don't eat the entire pizza he will eat the entire pizza just to spite you um so during this particular fight my other brother and I were really upset because we had literally no glasses or mugs to use. And we were literally like, we can't even drink water in our own house. Like, we have probably over 50 mugs. You know what I mean? Like, it was not, we have six. Like, he had 
50 mugs in his room. And we decided, at mm-hmm. least I convinced you yeah, two, that convinced. we needed to talk to him like an adult. Absolutely. So we brought him up here, and we were like, hey, you can't be doing that, blah, blah, blah. Um, there was some tension, but overall, it was very much just him being like, okay, I guess. And then over time, we noticed that he didn't stop doing that. We told him he could have two. He could choose his two. We wouldn't even touch them. Because I think for him, a lot of it is like a possessive thing where he doesn't want us using his mugs. Right. So we buy him mugs that are specifically for him and none of us use them. But he thinks it's okay to take ours (laughs) for some reason. Like I will literally buy my own mug from like Paris or something and come back from the trip. I no longer have it. It's not my mug anymore. But so it got to a point where levels were high. You know, tensions were running high. Somehow we started yelling at each other. It was mostly mom and Mike yelling at each other at this point. And we got to the point where he turned to mom and he said, you know what? Clear as day. Here's the thing. If you listen to Michael, a lot of times people struggle to understand what he's saying. What what do you, how would you explain his? He has the tendencies of someone who can't hear. And he, he does have some hearing deficiency, but it is not so bad. But he speaks with a very, he has a very large tongue, and it tends to sit in the back on his throat. Mm-hmm. So it tends to muffle. For, uh, words get pushed back in his throat. Almost, you know, like someone who can't hear when they're trying to speak. Yeah, and we've lived with him for so long, and obviously, I mean, you've been with him his whole life. So... Like, we can pretty much understand everything he says, but a lot of other people struggle to hear what he's saying. But on this day, he was clear as day. I have never heard a statement come out smoother or clearer than this. He said, Mom, WWE SmackDown tag team match, you, me, in the ring tomorrow. Yes, he did. I lost my fucking mind. (laughs) That was the funniest shit I've ever heard in my entire life. It took me a beat to realize he just threw down a gauntlet. He wanted to fight. Your reaction was hilarious. You literally put your hands on the counter and you went, what? (laughs) I wanted to figure this out. I'm like, did my son just challenge me to a tag team match? And meanwhile, everyone was screaming and I was just kind of in the corner like, trying to stay out of it laughing and i'm just laughing my ass off like that was so funny but wasn't funny at the time it was not i was having a field day with it i thought it was hilarious yeah but he did stop hoarding the cups yeah speaking of michael he is one of those things that makes me laugh when i think about how my life was he himself is a joke (laughs) No, 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 no. A joke that, in, the, in the scheme of life. In the scheme of life, God said, ha. Yeah, that sounded really bad. <laughs> in the scheme of life, God said, ha. And here's why. Back then, all the things that were going on in my life, and you have your relationships that don't work. And there was a point I had left my first husband for reasons. And I prayed really hard, earnestly. And the way I phrased it was, please give me a man who will never leave. Not long after I became pregnant, (laughs) out of wedlock. How does that happen? How does, I I don't know. I'm still researching that. And then, and I thought about it and I realized my prayer (laughs) had indeed been answered. (laughs) I think that's hilarious. He's amazing. But 
God said, ha. Huh. <laughs> yeah, he's never leaving. <laughs> but and that, but that's okay. But the, the point being that I had asked for, or I thought I was asking for a romantic partner, but it wasn't. <laughs> no. Very much the opposite. Very much, very much not. Because even when you got uh, your second... Your second love of your life. Um, he also needed. So Michael is here to stay for sure. <laughs> Are we picking on Big Daddy D again? <laughs> Are out. we picking on Big Daddy should D I, again? I not say that? Sorry, Dad. Fuck oh, you. Daddy was amazing too. We just we gotta be happy. Just be happy. Life says ha. Find the funny. Speaking of dads croaking out. Speaking of dad, that's I hate that segue. That's just sucks. <laughs> I mean, that's just really sucks. Come on. So dude. all right, all right. If we're gonna try, we're gonna try and give the bullet points here. So no, you share that story. Uh, can I do it justice? Here's the deal. My father was a sunshine of a man. He was the one. He was the party. Okay. He was a Leo. He was the party guy. He always looked his best. He did. He always looked his best. Fantastic dad, had a lot of fun. So he wanted to be rich, and he always thought that it wasn't enough to have the cosmetology school and the salon that were doing very well, which my mother was the artist of the salons. She was the breadwinner, really. I mean, that was kind of what brought in a lot of business. So when my dad got into all this debt, his business partner who was building houses with him left him holding the debt bag. And that in the nutshell is what uh, made my father make the decision to commit suicide. So because at that point my mother had had a stroke, I was living with them as a single parent. (laughs) I promise this gets funny. They (laughs) They were losing their house. Okay, so they were at that point. That was another reason. I mean, it was just, it was financially, it was about as bottom as you can get. So when Pop Pat, when Pop killed himself, um, we didn't have the money for a funeral or for cremation. None of us did. And we decided to give his body to the medical school. And they will then in turn, after using it for medical use, they will then cremate for free. And let you know when they're finished. And then you come pick up the remains. So that's what we did. So the joke, this is the first joke that came out of this, was that Bernie always wanted to go to medical school. The second one was when I got the call from the school saying his remains were ready. And Big Daddy D and I were dating. And he's like, I'm right here in the city. I will swing by and pick it up. When he walked in the door, <laughs> he said, you won't believe this. You Only Bernie, he kept saying, only Bernie, you will not believe this. He held up the bag. They had put the little black, not little, but they, they put the little box mm-hmm. of his ashes in a plastic grocery bag. And Bernie was in a bag that read, home of the world's best baked goods. <laughs> only my dad. <laughs> That story is so funny, but so dark at the same time. <laughs> I felt like it was a kiss from my father yeah. laughing at his own death. I think so, too. I really do. I, to I me, that was yeah. just one of those things where only Bernie could, Bernie would have ended up in a bag yeah. of the world's best baked goods. Priceless. Priceless. I say priceless. Mm-hmm. 
The other thing that happened that wasn't so freaking funny, and I wish Grace was here to, t- to share this story. So me and a writer friend of mine decided we were going to be the two city mice that went into the big city, right? Mm-hmm. Go to the big city. You know, we all have those moments. So we signed up for the Romance Writers of America's big, huge event in New York City. And to get there, we had to take two trains and bloody blue. So we were there ahead of schedule. We got to the train sta- the first train station. We're standing on the platform with two other people. So it was me and Grace, a man and another woman. And the train pulls in, but it doesn't come all the way up to where we were standing. So all of us take our rollies and start going down the way. And we were not even walking for 10 seconds and the train takes off. As it goes by, the guys in the open doorways are going, are you, one of them said, are you on this train? And we're like, yeah, what the hell? And they're like, sorry. And we're like, oh my God, what do we do? So the four of us, strangers, except for me and Grace, go tearing to the window, yelling and ranting, like, what are we going to do? We've got to catch this other train. You know, we were freaking out. And the guy was just basically said, all I can do is issue you credits. You know, that's all I can do or give you another, you know, pass to another visit, ride, whatever. The gentleman that had been standing there with us literally looked at us and said, well, I'm going to this next train station. Anybody want to pile in the car with me? And the three of us crazy ass women go with him. Now this... And don't say crazy-ass women. How many women get in the car with a stranger? This could have been fucking Ted Bundy. Yeah. Okay? There could have been, oh, three ladies from Connecticut ended up in a found in 14 pieces. I mean, yeah. come on. This, okay, but here's the thing. It reminded me of Big Daddy D so much where he would have just took control of the situation. He's like, ladies, follow me to my car. And we're like, okay. So we're all just without just blind faith following this poor soul. He's got to take out his baby seat he's got to take out his trunk he's trying to rearrange kid the toys. baby seat should have been a good indicator it was a, it was a, well it was another it was another sign for me that this guy is going to be okay yeah and so but the funny thing is because our luggage because of my weight <laughs> because of these other two extra women in this poor guy's car was weighing it down he was gunning it on the highway so every time his car would do this thing i swear to god we were hitting metal metal especially Mm. i I was gripping i swear to god my butt cheeks were sore from being so tense getting i was first of all i was terrified that the rate we were were hustling all right Mm. he was weaving in and out of traffic he was nascar Mm, more like 85 but it was it was traffic and he was nascar in it yeah (laughs) we were weaving so, but we made it. I mean, just, but Grace and I will always look back. We were terrified, first of all. And then what would we do if we'd have been late? We didn't even know. Now we're scrambling to try and figure out how we're going to finish the trip. It just started off so tense and so hectic. But Did um, you have to pay for parking? We parted ways so fast. We did give him some cash mm-hmm. because, you know, for whatever. I just hope he fixed whatever damage I did to his car. Well, I'm just thinking about it. Like, wouldn't he have to have paid to park there? I think that was the least of his problems. I think his biggest problem was going to be explaining to his wife why he had three strange chicks in his car. Yeah, and the baby seats. <laughs> not Honey, why is, there, why is there a woman's earring in the back seat of the car? Where's the baby seat? 
Yeah. Life. What are you going to do? Another stupid thing, um, talking about your romance writers thing. Obviously, I didn't go, but it's sitting right here. That's what's reminding me of it. They give um, every writer these badges, so it says their you name. Get, you get to pick out of the bins what you are, so other people can acknowledge that you're in the same genre as them. Right. So, like, my mom chose first timer because she was a first time for yeah for at being the, at a at any RWA big conference at one of the big conferences. Yeah, she put steamy plotter paranormal um, to kind of go off of like what she enjoys writing. But this is the part that got me. So when she got home and I saw the badge that they gave her, um, under her name, there's this pink like banner that they printed onto it already. It was pre-printed. And um, it's pink. It's in like big capital letters. And it says PAN. And I just kind of looked at it and I was like, hold on. Did she register herself as, like, pansexual at this conference? I was like, first of all, that's such a weird thing to, like, put onto your badge. Like, hi, I'm Angie McMahon. I'm pansexual. And then also, just, I was like, is this her coming out story? Like, I don't understand. But that is not what it meant. Mom, do you want to tell them what it actually means? PAN stands for Published Authors Networking. So there's PAN and Pro Members. So a Pro would be your publishers, your editors, mm-hmm. your, you know, people, your, um, someone who is an agent. Yeah. Those are the pro members. PANs are people who have published. So in order, you an get author. designations, like there's five, five books published, ten but you know, on and on and on. So I was a PAN member, a published author. Right. But because I'm not a part of the club, I was literally like, Did, is, is my mom coming out to me right now? Like, I don't understand. Did you really? Yeah. Because I was like, I didn't know it. Is, like, why does it say PAN on it? Oh my it? God. I knew that you asked me what it meant, but I didn't realize you thought that. Well, because, you know, especially right. at, at the college I go to, we're very open about our sexualities and um, everyone introduces themselves with their pronouns. That's pretty much like how we're like accustomed to doing it. So... When mom came home with that, I was like, oh, is, 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 the, is the RWA, like, a little bit more woke than us? Do they just be, like, putting this on on their name tags now? No, no. Like, damn. Stands for Published Authors Network. I was like, I don't I don't know when she uh, she told everyone that, but I was, I felt a little left out, to be honest. Like, <laughs> You know what? If that's what people think, keep them guessing. It, it's, in, right? <laughs> Everybody loves a good story. I was like, good for you, but also a little confused. <laughs> just makes me look more interesting like when Nikki and I went to the little conference there was a little little conference that we went to uh near, not so far away it was maybe an hour away and it wasn't that many people but it was fun because we got to do some writing workshops and do things and meet some people and it was really fun and I'm sure because Nikki kept saying because we shared a room everybody must think we're lesbians and I I said who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? It just adds some spice. It's nobody's business if we are or aren't. Yeah. Why would anybody ask you that anyway? But it doesn't matter. No. Honestly. But for the record, I'm not because if there's any good men out there. There's any hot dilfs out there who are in need of a, of a girlfriend. Uh, Fossil is open and available. Yes. 
And now I'm going to have to add the story that I, I'm going to make fun of my sister for a minute and hope she forgives me. You don't talk to her. It's fine. (laughs) Now, here's the thing. She tends to really overthink things to the point of being ditzy. And that's that's what I need to say. Precursor this with the... Well, she, we have the same siblings. Like, they're both really intelligent to the yeah. point where they're, like, infantile. Yeah, they, they overthink something so deeply that they're not connecting with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So... My first relationship, my first marriage, I went to on my honeymoon. And when I came back, I was telling her the story of how we had taken a helicopter ride. And it was really amazing to go up that high. And it didn't have any doors. And I said, it was kind of scary because it didn't have any doors. In which she replied, then how did you get in? I I never not think of that and chuckle. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just me? No? No, that one must have felt good. That one must have been... One of those, like, sibling rivalry sort of situations where you're like, wow, I needed that. Thank you. You're not better than me. (laughs) Again, what? (laughs) And then everyone loves a good marriage story, but this one isn't mine, so I'm going to remove the names to protect the innocent. So a friend happens to be a permit carry gun owner. Went into a store situation to buy some bananas, and I guess another individual in the store noticed the outline of the firearm and her husband yeah her husband and called the police even though he was right he had every every uh legal reason to be armed yeah they don't live um, anywhere near yeah they, they don't you know and, and regardless i mean their viewpoints are their viewpoints and mm-hmm. but okay let's overlook that for this story and purpose this is this is not to be judging them on that right. at all whether they you had, like guns he, or you don't <clears throat> i yeah. do not okay <laughs> he was he was perfectly within the law to be carrying his firearm right. another person who didn't feel the same way made a stink and called the police so her husband ended up in the back of a police vehicle right a cruiser and before this before the situation got sorted so he was able to call her from his cell phone he's screaming you know angry obviously upset obviously rattled feeling violated and her response to me was but did he get the bananas i just found that hilarious I think the funny part about it was she didn't even realize the weird nature of asking such a question. And that I don't of, know that she did ask the question. But I did she you, did. I, I don't know. But she said that to me. But all I could think was, but you did, did you get the bananas? Yeah. Your uh, husband's in back of a cruiser and you're asking, but did you get the bananas? Newsflash, he didn't get the bananas. He did not come back with bananas, so. He was banana-less. Yeah. The only other story I could think of is trying to find the funny in every situation going back to when my mom was in the nursing home. And I used to monkey trying to be make her laugh because that's just a fucking depressing life. Mm-hmm. And having had, you know, full non-use of her entire left side... Whenever her and I would start to bicker about anything, like she would want something 
absolutely ridiculous. Like, you know what I noticed? I really like these diamond earrings. That's great, Mom. I don't have the money for diamond earrings. But boy, it sure would be nice. Yeah, Mom, I can't do it. And she'd be like, well, why not? And whatever, we would start to bicker. Over Mom would say that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But to understand, uh, half the time, it was a passive-aggressive way of just trying to get something because she loved retail therapy, loved retail therapy. The woman had like 75 pairs of shoes, the Imelda Marcos of her day. It was crazy when I had to get rid of that I mean, stuff that's in the like house. really inconsiderate though. Here's what's even worse. Okay. That, as inconsiderate as that might seem, which it really was harmlessly so, she was, remember, she didn't, she wasn't, her brain wasn't fully functioning anymore. Uh, she had had a, stru- I mean, a serious stroke her entire left side was gone so what i used to do was pick on her about her jinglish because she would only speak in half german half english but i would jump on her left side and go ha 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 you can't hit me you can't hit me and what makes that even funnier is she used to (laughs) the two-fingered blitzkrieg we called it yes right against the temple where it counts (laughs) Talk about ringing your bell. Do you feel comfortable talking about that? Since today that's literally considered as... I mean, it was always abuse, technically, but today hitting your child is is certainly not okay. No, I hear what you're saying, but back then... No, I didn't like it. I would love to be able to go, I think it was complete and utter abuse, and there are probably people who will say that now, but honestly, that was so common then. Does it make it right? I don't know. Was I smart-mouthing? Yes, I was. So when I would say something she didn't like, she took two fingers, stretched out, and smacked me across my temple. Did it hurt? Not, yeah, I mean, it rang your bell, but it got my attention. Should she have done it? No. Did she pop me against the mouth when I smart-mouthed her? Yes, she did. Is that abuse? I don't know. Honestly, you know, again, it's like, was I an alcoholic? It's like you're going to defend mm-hmm. what you were used to because you don't see it that way. So my, did I hit you? I didn't hit you. No. So, I mean, honestly, I don't know how to answer that. Am I even in a place to answer that? I mean, I got spanked when I was little a few times. Once. I, I spanked. You once. Dad once. a few times. Well, I must not have been home for that. No. Remember that? Okay. <laughs> I mean, this is like such a stupid story. Yeah. But um, I don't know if it was Christmas or someone's birthday. I don't remember what it was. But someone got like this basketball hoop type gift. Um, for like the back of a door sort of thing. That was Michael's. Yeah, yeah, probably. And dad was assembling it. And I don't know what happened, but I like tripped or I threw a ball and it like shocked him because it hit the thing when he was working on it. He got stunned. It, yeah, he like jumped a little bit and he got so angry so quickly. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, I, I didn't like mean to do it, obviously. And he just looked at me and he smacked me so hard on my butt. And I just remember instantly crying and like running upstairs. Like, no, I didn't. That was not a good I day. think I remember that incident. And yeah. I said to him that was unwarranted because. It was an accident. And his soldier came out. Yeah. That, that was that instant reaction, got to react right away. His, yeah. yeah, I seem to remember that too. Well, what really bothered me about it was because I looked at him and I went, oh, I'm like, because I was like young. I was like, I don't know, like you four or five. And I went, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And then he just looked at me and just hit me. Yeah, he whacked out at you. Yeah, that was not good. Not good. <laughs> that's not a good situation. Well, that's because he was acting as more immature than you were. Yeah. You just, it was an oopsie. 
Exactly. Parents are not perfect. I don't know. Do you, that wasn't that funny, but that's not funny. And I don't know that there was a funny in that. There no, was, there was no, 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 that was that. not funny. That, that I definitely looked back at that and was like, why did he do that? Because he was reacting to his strike instinct. I know, but I just like that. I didn't deserve that whatsoever. No, you didn't. And he knew that. Yeah, but I, I think I yelled at him after. I think what also bothered me though is because I didn't see your reaction to it because he, he instantly was like, "Go to your room, you." Nah. Yeah, you took off, and I was standing there going, "What do I do?" Because I didn't want to undermine him in front of you. Yeah, I didn't see your reaction to it. I think that's what bothered me more because I was like, "No one stood up for me." But I did. I didn't see you. I did. I remember going, "Are you five? <laughs> I was. <laughs> I was five. Parents being mean, not funny. <laughs> Bad parenting. Not funny! <laughs> Being an alcoholic. Not funny! Sometimes. No! <laughs> you, told, you told me originally when I first started drinking, you're like, Mom, you're always so happy when, okay. you're, when you're drinking. So when Mom first started dabbling with alcoholic beverages, um, I was probably like, what? Like nine, ten-ish. Yeah. Yeah. And you would have it to relax and to unwind from the day. And you would do it when you're happy. And everyone Daddy was, was alive. Dad was alive. Yeah, times were good. <laughs> At the age of 14, that took a drastic turn. No, no, no. Like, alcohol can be good and have its moments. But no, no, no. Good times. Good times. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. And it got dark really fast. Now it's uncomfortable. <laughs> Everyone's like, wait, go back to the funny times and don't want to hear about your problems. I really don't care that much. What are you doing, jazz beats now? Uh, what happened to, uh, you were clapping before and you'd be ugly. Be, except now it'd be, be unhappy, be unhappy. <laughs> no, don't be unhappy. <laughs> Fix yourself. Fix yourself. <laughs> right. Yeah. Fix your damn self. My mom also has this tendency whenever, whenever, I don't know if it's like a bored thing or a not feeling needed thing, she goes online and she goes, Emily, pick a dog. And I go, mom, I, I don't think we need another dog. We have plenty. And she goes, no, but look at them. And then I'm like, okay, because I can't say no to a dog. They're adorable. Apparently neither can I. <laughs> and, and so I'm like, oh, well, this one's kind of cute. And then she's like, okay. Next thing I know, she put in an adoption request. And then we have another dog. So, um, yay, this, yay. so this happened the past few months. I think this is the universe telling us that we don't need another dog. Yeah, to I agree. Be honest. I agree. But yeah, a few months ago, mom was like, we need a little dog. We need to get an- another one. And I was like, I didn't feel comfortable with it, to be honest. I just, we were not ready for another one. And she put in a few requests and all of them came back and they said, oh, you have to have a fenced in yard or you have to right. have this right. or you can't have other dogs. Which is or... not true. I don't believe that's true. We don't have, our dogs don't run away because they have it so goddamn good here. They, I mean, literally, if I, they do not, they do not try and run they yeah. do not. But either way, it didn't end up working out. And I was kind of relieved that it didn't work out. But then a few days ago, <laughs> oh my God, just for like fun, I guess, we went on Pet Finder to look at dogs. And I saw 
literally my dream dog. And I know that sounds bad because every dog is amazing. I love our dog so much. But if I could put like breed and appearance wise what my favorite dog was, it was this miniature pincer that was on there that was perfection. And what made me uncomfortable about it though was I'm leaving soon um, to like move and Start, start life on the start, left coast. <laughs> start my life a little bit, um, or at least try for a little bit until I come back and graduate. My mom put in for this dog. We haven't heard back. She put in for another little dog as well. So there might be a new addition, might not. I feel like the universe is telling us no. I agree with you, and that's okay because every time that we've ever seen an animal that it went really fast, like within yeah. a day, yeah. they got back to us, they're like, we need, yes, and that's how it'll be. And I, But I'm not going to stop putting in when I get that instinct or that little niggle inside of me saying, oh my goodness, look at this dog, because what happens usually is you ask about a dog and they say, we have this dog available, which is how we got Moomy, mm-hmm. right? And then every dog we've ever had has been quick and fast and it happened. You fill out the thing and within a day or so. Mm-hmm. And then they're happiest little spoiled shits you've ever seen. With shit in her ass! <laughs> She's got shit in her ass! <laughs> it's okay. They're spoiled. Just like my kids. Yeah. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> the dogs used to get their vaccines before my kids did. <laughs> Speaking of vaccines, you have your second shot tomorrow. Woo! Or maybe not woo. I don't know. Uh, Yeah. How funny is that going to be? The only way to do shots, get your damn vaccine. (laughs) So we hope that you enjoyed hearing our stupid stories this week. I don't think they're stupid. All I'm saying is that you got to find reasons to lighten up and laugh at the worst stuff that happens in your life not i mean obviously you're not gonna like laugh during a funeral but there's got to be moments in that person's life that were just worth remembering things that about them that it just you gotta do it i mean a lot of my stories i shared today weren't really about people who are passed on or anything i mean everybody around me is dead that's just the way it is oh well i guess the only other story that I have where I don't know if this is like funny or not but I remember I was at school one day and this was maybe like a week or two after dad had passed and I was just kind of in like a like a daze almost where I was just like walking through the motions I guess you know what I mean you were a zombie I wasn't a zombie because I I mean I, I was avoiding talking or accepting what happened I guess you know I was just going on with life as usual But it didn't feel right, you know? Right. Looking back, it felt weird. And I remember one girl had found out and she came up to me and she said, Emily, I'm so sorry for your loss. I know exactly what you're going through. And I was like, thanks. Like, that that means a lot, right? She goes, yeah, my cat died. (laughs) I remember this. Two years ago. I remember this story, you know? And the sad thing is... In truth, they're trying to connect with you on a loving level. Yeah. But it it certainly doesn't feel that way. I know exactly how you feel that your dad died. My cat died two years ago. Yeah. It it was a moment for sure. Right. Honestly, I thought it was hilarious. I kind of was just like, thanks. But that is is tragically funny. Yeah. Good for you for not going off. 
No, I mean, that would have been stupid. For her, that was a huge moment. It was a sweet thing you know, to do. Whatever. Right. Everybody's on their level, <laughs> their journey. Um, but yeah, um, we hope you guys enjoyed listening. If you didn't, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to know if anybody out there has stories. Contact us. Let them know what your story is. If yeah. you've got a funny one. If you have any dark, funny stories, we share, love that. Share it with us. And we'll see you guys next Wednesday. Next Wednesday, people. Bye. Bye. Struggling with the button again.